Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming your program author, Allie C. Hall, and she is the author of As Far As You Can Go, Before You Have to Come Back, a novel. Before I bring in today's guests, a quick reminder, the selected interviews are available at our website as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Allie, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I live in Seattle with my family. I am an author. My first novel here, my first book, actually, I practice Tai Chi. So tell us about your book. The book is about a young girl who's being sexually abused in her family. And so as a teenager, she steals $10,000 and she runs away to Asia where she embarks on this unexpected journey back to find the self-respect that was ripped from her as a child and the healthy sexuality that she deserves and really wants. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? Well, of course, any person who's survived any sort of sexual trauma, specifically females, because women make up, I would say, two-thirds to four-fifths of the victims of sexual trauma. And to reach them, you can hear it in my voice, it just breaks my heart. To reach them would be really gratifying. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Yes. The theme would be that if you try and you don't give up, you really can heal. And in this book, you get the opportunity to see a specific spiritual path, the one of Tai Chi, which is a Chinese martial art, as well as a meditative practice and a movement, which literally wrings traumatic experiences out of your body. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Well, trauma is not only possible, It's actually really likely if you're willing to face those memories and walk through them and start learning from joy. Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? In the mid-90s, there was a book called The Lovely Bones by Alice Siebold, and it also deals with a rape survivor who's a child. The main difference, I would say, is that my rape survivor in the first chapter gets out of the situation. Her rape survivor dies and tells the story from heaven. My story is set in the very real world of Asia. I think both are very uplifting books, and I loved her book. They're just slightly different. So tell us about some of the characters in the book. The main character starts out, her given name is Jen, and when she runs away, she jettisons that name to Carly, just because she likes it. Actually, I looked it up after I decided her name is Carly, and it means fearless. And so that works out really well. Her primary friends in the book are a gay couple, Cho and Ava. And Ava's Scottish, and Cho is Japanese-American, and they live in Tokyo, where they invite Carly after they meet her when they've been traveling in Thailand. And that's where she really gets into Tai Chi and really starts to let go of her victim side and moves into Survivor. 
but I would say she does it in a very real way. It's slow. She has to face a number of addictions and one gets in, under control and then the next one will pop out, which is the way it happens in life. And then she has to deal with a real tragedy and she's really tested. Her healing is really tested. So can you explain briefly how a martial art could lead to healing? Oh, yeah. So Tai Chi is right on the internal side of the line that divides the external arts like Kung Fu or Aikido from the internal arts, such as Tai Chi. So Tai Chi actually seems very slow and you're moving almost dance-like, making kind of Kung Fu-style movements. But actually, in the old China, under the emperors, Tai Chi was the martial art used to defend the emperor. The emperor's like primary ninjas were Tai Chi practitioners. It's just when you practice really slow, you develop your energy, your strength, which is called chi energy. And then when you move fast, you're deadly. Now, did your environment or upbringing perhaps play any major role in your writing? Well, I am an incest survivor. I lived in Asia and traveled there extensively. My Tai Chi practice spans 35 years. So all that came into play when I sat down to write the book. But the story is made up. It just It's based on my experiences. I brought them in as I needed to, and then I made up the parts that I had to to make the story into a book. Did you have to do any research for this book? Well, just my life. I had to do a very little because I forgot specific things about what it was like to live in, say, Japan in the late 80s and early 90s. For example, I forgot that in the morning on the main train that circles Tokyo, they literally push people in because there are so many people there. And what I forgot is that the people who do that, the station employees, they wear white gloves. So when they're wearing these nice white gloves and literally shoving people into train cars and when the cars open, the people like flow out because they've been so packed in. So there were a couple of things like that that I needed to look up. But because the book is so personal in its emotional awarenesses, I was really just following the emotional awarenesses of my journey. There are thousands of books on healing from trauma. What new perspectives or insights do you think you bring to the topic? Well, Tai Chi is one of the recommended ways to get through actual trauma because it literally, like I said, wrings the trauma out of your body. Yoga is another way. And this isn't a how-to book, but for example, I name the chapters after one of the Tai Chi, they're called postures, which are the basic movements. So they're called wave hands like clouds or snake creeps down. My favorite, the most romantic is embrace tiger, return to mountain. And I think this brings a real flavor of Asia and enough of a distance that you can have some equanimity about the book. You don't get sucked in into trauma yourself, but you can still see yourself in the book. In the book, what I really try to do is write from being inside the perspective of someone who has survived trauma and is dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. So sometimes that reads like a stream of consciousness, but I'm not writing stream of consciousness. I'm writing trauma survival and how someone reacts to trauma survival. And my Amazon readers and the readers who contact me all say they feel like they understand something about either their own experience having survived trauma. It kind of puts it into a framework or someone they love who survived trauma, and it helps them understand what that person went through. 
So do you believe the setting of the book impacts the story or the characters in any way? Absolutely. This book would be totally different if it was set in whatever Toledo or St. Petersburg. Seattle would be a city I could obviously have kept it in because I live here. But the idea that it's in Asia, this trauma survivor who's very American is juxtaposed with this tradition and culture that seems very different initially, but she draws from it these similarities, which I think open readers to a worldview, which is also important in surviving trauma. You can't survive trauma if all you're thinking about is yourself. You need that sense that you are in context, not separate from the world around you. What can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre? I write literary fiction, and I don't ever decide to write it. It just, the words come out, I write them, and just the way they sound is more literary than it is commercial. It's kind of like listening to the difference between a Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. When you hear the Beatles, you know that's the Beatles, that's their sound. And then you can listen to Mozart, and Mozart has a sound that's classical, and the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin sound like old rock and roll. And that's the way voice is to a writer. You either come out sounding commercial or you come out sounding literary. I don't think the writer can do much about that. I think you just get on that train and write it. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Ha! I walked into my first bookstore reading and I saw a lovely stack of books, my book, right by the cash register. And it was, it was so real. It was amazing. And then the other situation is I got a letter from three sisters, the Kavanaugh sisters, and they live in Ireland. And they've founded an organization that encourages the Irish government to take seriously the crime of sexual assault and especially child rape. And I got a letter from them saying, Allie C. Hall has no idea how many people she might help with this novel. And that broke my heart to be able to do that and to reach into people's lives in a way that I didn't intend when writing the book would be a gift. So how would you describe your writing style? Well, there's a quality of stream of consciousness to some parts of the book, and that's because I'm writing from a perspective as someone who's inside a trauma reaction. She's been traumatized sexually, and when she gets in situations that trigger her, she shuts down and it's fragmented and memory bounces back and forth with the present. And there's a lot of pain in there. The other part of my writing style in fiction is that it's just bound to be joyful in the end. I couldn't write this book and have it be a tragic ending. That's just not this story. And I think the way I write about Carly, the main character, and the confidence you see growing in her will give the reader the sense and even the confidence that she's going to be okay and therefore they're going to be okay. So your characters, are they pure fiction or do you draw from people you know in real life? Some of the very minor characters are drawn from people I actually knew. One or two even have their name because I just used their first name and I knew them 30 years ago and they probably won't sue me. But the main characters are people who I make up, but they come out of a goal I'm trying to move towards. I've always had the final image of the book, and I'm not going to tell you what that is. I wouldn't want to ruin it for you. But the final image of the book has shaped the people in it. So they're 
not purely made up. I feel like characters are out there in some real form. And my job as a writer is to find them and to portray them honestly. So if you had to choose, would you say you're more of a character artist or more a plot-driven writer? Oh, I am such a character artist. Plot is completely counterintuitive to me. It baffles me. And I have to sit down. I literally use a spreadsheet to structure my scenes and then to structure all the scenes into a chapter and then the structure of the chapter into the book. I don't think in terms of plot is very frustrating to me. Other than selling your book, of course, is there anything else you hope to accomplish with it? Yes. I want to do enough with this book that I get a second book deal. Finding a book deal it took me 30 years. Well, it took me 10 years to write the book and then another 20 to find the right publisher and the right time for it to come out. So to be able to have good sales, win a couple prizes, I've been nominated for two, including the National Book Award. And before this came out, it won five prizes, two for sections of the book, excerpts, and then three for the book as a whole in two in literary fiction and one in coming of age. So a resume like that behind the book likens me to be able to write the next book, which is what I really want to do now. It's what I'm doing now. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? Women over 40 seem to be responding the most. There are a fair number of men. I would say 10% of the feedback I get from people, readers who contact me or Amazon reviews are men. Race doesn't really play a part in it. Some people of color are responding with the book, but not as many as white women in their 40s are over. And older women, 50s, 60s, 70, who have never dealt with their abuse, they've spent their whole life, gosh, living with that pain. They really respond. Do you have a website? I do. It's very easy. My name is spelled A-L-L-E, so it's AllieHall.wordpress.com. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Allie C. Hall, and she is the author of As Far As You Can Go Before You Have to Come Back. Allie, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's been a joy. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.